And uh, I love uh, giving a flower because next morning it's dead. It's the most beautiful gift. They don't stay. That's why I love making song when I am feeling very, very good with people. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Asian Raelian, you are in my heart, in my heart forever. I love you, I love you, I love you. Thank you, Michio, for helping me teaching. Thank you, Janzo, for great organizing. Thank you, everybody, for all your love. I will love you forever. Thank you, thank you, Asian Raelian. Thank you forever. You are in my heart. Thank you, thank you, Asian Raelian. I will be with you forever. Thank you, people from China. I love everything. Your food, your music, and especially one girl. <laughs> thank you, thank you, people from Korea. I love everything except kimchi. Thank you, thank you, Asian Raelian. You are forever, forever in my heart. Thank you. Thank you, people from Asia. You are forever part of me. Thank you, Japan-Israelian. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I love everything in Japan, especially the girls. I love the food also. I love the cars also and the beauty of your garden. Thank you, thank you, Asian Raelian. You are in my heart, in my heart forever. Thank you, thank you, Asian Raelian. You are forever, 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 forever part of me. Worst wiggles that I've ever heard. Welcome to Wetwired. This is Premium Episode 10 The Ray Aliens and Their Alien Embassy, Part 2. I'm Julian Paul Butt. And I'm Sean Andes. In Premium Episode 9, we introduced you to Claude Vorilon, better known today as Maitreya Rael. We talked about his close encounter with the Elohim, the aliens from the planet of the Eternals the lessons he was taught by them, and the mission they gave him to share the knowledge with the world. 
In this episode, we'll be talking more about the specific message Rael received from the Elohim and some of the things he's done to spread it. In the first part of our coverage of Rael, we talked about his initial counter with a short green-skinned alien on the lonely peak of a volcano. During that encounter, and later when he visited the alien's homeworld, Rael learned that the Elohim came to Earth around 25,000 years ago and created all life on the planet. When they arrived, the Earth they found was completely covered by water and surrounded by a thick layer of mist. The Elohim used their advanced technology to create continents and a breathable atmosphere. With all that in place, teams of competing Elohim scientists each took charge of their own projects. Elohim artists designed fish, birds, and plants. Other science teams individually created their own races of humans in their own image. The Elohim were also strict segregationists. In Riel's first encounter, the Aloha tells him, As on Earth, there are different races and cultures. Our provinces were created and based on those races and cultures, while respecting the freedom and independence of each one. Riel adds that there were once also seven races of humans, each was designed and created by an Elohim team of scientists from one of the seven Elohim races. The green, purple, and blue humans are now somehow extinct. According to Rael, the Elohim started their genetic experiments on their own planet, but this quickly turned into a debacle for them. Amid scandalous controversy, their government decided to make life off-world to avoid threats to themselves. So what exactly happened? Why did they... What was the debacle? They started creating life, and even one of the creatures, according to Rael, or his space alien, they, one of them got out of the zoo, or wherever he was kept, and killed one or more people, and it was a whole uh, problem for the government on, on that planet, and so they said, well, we can't have these creatures here, but we're totally fine with you creating them light years away. So they went off and started, uh, and they were already doing some space exploration, like Star Trek, but they were, they were looking for specifically M-class planets. <laughs> and uh, they, they found three of them, actually. Ours is one of three where they successfully created life, and they had some trials and errors on other planets as well. Some of them were too hot because of the sun and so on and so forth. Too cold, just right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a fucking... They were looking for the Goldilocks planet. Right. So maybe there are green, purple, and blue humans somewhere on another planet somewhere. <laughs> Which sounds like a fucking cartoon. I mean, if you're going to draw some space aliens, you may as well just pick a variety of colors. Right. It's, and, it's like mean, the, and, the Andorians in Star Trek are just people with antennas and they're blue. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's this Hulk feature on TikTok right now, this She-Hulk feature, where you can put on put on this little uh, this this little what's the word filter, and it makes people look really hot. Oddly, I, I think it's something it's, it's something about the consistency of complexion, probably, but. For whatever reason, there's so many different things coming across my stream where where the person will say, all right, I guess I'll try this She-Hulk feature. And then after they turn on the the filter, they'll be like, well, now I have a new kink. <laughs> <laughs> and my first thought was, 
oh, this is this isn't a Star Trek thing. This is this is actually part of the Marvel universe. And my first thought, exposing how much of a fucking nerd I am, was, oh, clearly this is definitely one of the Star Trek species filters. And it's like, no, of course well, not. Well, no, why but would, it is. Why would it anybody is that give too? <laughs> because there were the there were the green ladies in the original Star Trek series, the the slave girls. Well, not just that. Uh, well, yes, that. But uh, in the more recent Discovery series, they have really reintroduced. Oh fuck, I forget the name of that species. But they're they're best known for uh, doing nefarious activities, such as stealing and robbing. They're basically the pirate species of the universe. The, the Ferengi. No, not the Ferengi. Not they're, the Ferengi. They're, Ferengi are like the epitome of capitalists. And also, Actually, I do. Th- I, I, I was going to say, there's some anti-Semitism. Yeah, there that is, is like, not so like, thinly veiled. Yeah, I, I actually, I don't know where I heard this recently, but it was it was absolutely right on target. But it, they basically decided, like, we'll make the ears big instead of the noses. Yeah, I mean, it's not thinly veiled anti-Semitism, but yeah. they're they're also really just kind of describing capitalists. So let's get back to the Elohim. This is from Rael's first book, the book which tells the truth. And so the book which tells the truth has actually been rolled into intelligent design because that's the book that the Raelians are pushing now. So that, I, I think that's important to remember that because we have a couple of references to the book which tells the truth, but that's actually just the first part of the intelligent design book. Which is the trilogy of his first three books that he wrote. That's what I'm saying, yeah. The scientists perfected their techniques and began creating bizarre little animals. But the government, under pressure from public opinion, ordered the scientists to stop their experiments for fear they would create monsters, which would become dangerous to society. In fact, one of these animals had broken loose and killed several people, since at that time interplanetary and intergalactic explorations had also made progress. The scientists decided to set out for a distant planet where they could find most of the necessary conditions to pursue their experiments. They chose Earth, where you live. So obviously, that's one of the aliens talking to Rael. Well, it's always <laughs> Yahweh who's talking to Rael. Is it? Yeah, Yahweh is the alien that he, is, he's his handler. It's Rael's he's his handler. handler. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the official website of the Raelians. Ancient writings and traditions worldwide tell us that intelligent and powerful beings. Ancient writings and traditions worldwide tell us that intelligent and powerful beings came to Earth in ve- vehicles from the sky. The words used to describe those events were what any pre-technological culture would use to describe contact with technologically advanced beings. Now that we have entered the age of science ourselves, we can understand how life can be scientifically, rather than mystically, created by a highly advanced race. The message from the designers relates the extraordinary message revealed to Matreya Rael by a human being from just such an advanced extraterrestrial civilization. Those searching for evidence of extraterrestrial life need look no further than in humanity's most revered ancient text, the Elohim, as they are known in the original Hebrew Bible, or Anunnaki, Brahma, Shiva, Vishnu, or other religious texts, in, in other religious texts, deliberately created all life on Earth through a highly advanced science. Thousands of years ago, scientists from another planet came to Earth and created all forms of life, including humans, in their own image and likeness. 
The Elohim use DNA and advanced genetic engineering to create all forms of life, starting with simple organisms. And as their science progressed, they created more complex organisms, such as plants, animals, and eventually human beings, in their own image. All the big names, including the Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, with Rael himself being the 40th and final prophet. Because are, why not? I, I, because course, why not? Yeah. <laughs> are on this special, super special planet for special people who are special. <laughs> well, and they're also they're also part alien themselves in the sense that they're they're sort of like human uh, like Elohim hybrids. Yeah, and I mean it makes me think of it's totally ripped off of X Files, except for X Files came out in the nineties. Right, X Files ripped this off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I was listening to this podcast that was interviewing a Raelian bishop. And the interviewer was very, very generous to the Raelian bishop and throwing him a bone quite a bit. But he also took a couple of jabs that I don't even know if he was intending for them to be jabs. But one of them, he mentioned the, the film Prometheus, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I had not seen. Okay. So I paused the podcast I hopped on Hulu or Netflix or whichever streaming service it was on, and I watched Prometheus, which is an amazing film. And the funniest part is, I didn't realize it was a prequel to Alien. Yeah, generally people who like Alien and Alien and the Aliens franchise can't stand that movie. Oh, that's hilarious! I yeah. So I didn't I didn't even know what the context was. I didn't know that it was supposed to be well that it is a prequel to Alien. And I just started watching it. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, they, they really took a lot of shit from Rael. They, they, they should probably pay him some royalties. <laughs> Don't tell Rael that. Well, <laughs> 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 you know, but the, like, I mean, we, we kind of come up on some of this later on, but I, I guess a little bit. But, you know, they didn't actually even take it from him because he was already cribbing this from other authors that were around at the time. I mean, we talked about I mean, John Sandy. Yeah, we talked about this in part one that, you know, this ancient astronauts idea that, you know, that's aliens came to Earth and seeded human life here in one, you know, one version of the story or another has been going on since at least the uh, at least the 50s. Because who was it? Robert Sheru? That was the one of the first ones or Robert Sheru. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was one of the first people that was writing about this sort of thing. But then obviously, you know, right on his heels was Jean Cindy and Eric Von Daniken and then Rael. But these stories were already this was already a really popular, like little subculture that was going around. So Rael didn't really need to come up with anything new. He was I mean, he just needed to mine the material that was already that was already available in books and he actually knew jean cindy personally well they you've been listening to a sample of a wet wired premium episode to listen to this entire episode and to hear our entire back catalog you can subscribe on patreon for just five dollars a month we also have a limited number of three dollar a month true believer memberships but when those run out they are gone thank you for helping us keep wet wired editorially independent and ad free